Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jakiri. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I am super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well. And this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life. Because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned, it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention. So I hope that from this podcast, you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode. No matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw. Relax the muscles around your eyes. Relax your forehead. Relax your ears. Feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy. And let your belly out and feel your energy sink into this space and know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time all right let's get to the episode Today I have with me Majida Hanna, and she is my beautiful friend from acupuncture school. I'm super excited to have her here. She is just such a beautiful, bright and shining light that has so much wisdom and knowledge on the five element theory of acupuncture. So we're going to get a lot of very practical advice today on how to best be with the seasons of of life. And thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. It's it's so good to be here and and I'm so excited to do this. It's been a while since we've connected and I'm I'm really honored. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So you are at Serenity Holistic Health in Oak Park, right outside Chicago. So right. if you're as listeners, as you're listening to this, if you're in the Chicago land area and you're like, ooh, I love Majita and her energy, like go, go get a treatment from that girl. <laughs> okay, so I think that where I want to start is just giving a brief overview of cyclical living. Like, I think that that's something that I love so much about Chinese medicine is that they take nature into consideration and 
basically, do you mind just giving us an overview of what the different seasons, you know, how do, how does Chinese medicine see the different seasons and how it relates to our physical and mental well-being? Yeah, totally. So, um, five element theory is a school of thought of Chinese medicine and basically you have all the elements that live within us. So we have the, the generating cycle where you have each element that, that, um, uh, provides the energy to the next to keep it in balance. And so we have water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. Right now we are in the water element, which is winter. Um, and then each of those elements also corresponds to different emotions. Um, they also have their corresponding yin and yang organs. Um, you know, they're, uh, the emotions that are related to it. I think I said that already, uh, sounds, the sense, the, you know, the body fluid, the body part, um, how it manifests, you know, in physical health, the energetic tendency. Um, and then, you know, of course the, the overarching element too. Um, and so that's, that's really it in terms of like an overview. Okay. So it is winter and we are in, um, in the water element and, the big theme with water is stillness and rest, um, you know, introspection, um, regenerating the energy for the year ahead. Yeah. So if water is winter, then what spring would be? Wood. Yeah. Wood. So water generates wood. Um, I guess in like, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, TCM language, we call it the mother, right? So, so water is the mother of wood. Um, and then we can go on. So, and then wood is the mother of, of fire. And I mean, it, it kind of is, if you think about it, you know, wood grows, trees grow tall because of water, right? Fire burns because of wood. Um, so they're all, they're all interrelated and interdependent. Yeah. So it correlates exactly with the season. So if water is winter and then wood is spring, it's like wood is growth. So spring mm -hmm. is like a growth period. And then right. that fire, the burning in the summer, it's like that hot fiery energy. And then in the fall, what's the fall? Fall is metal. Metal. And then can, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I know you just did a whole yeah, series on so, it. That was awesome. Yeah. So metal actually, um, metal is special to me. Um, uh, I am a metal type through and through. Um, metal corresponds to the lungs, the lungs and the large intestine. Um, metal is like we just mentioned, it's fall. It has to do with uh, letting go. And one of the big emotions that's related to metal, well, actually the emotion that's related to metal is grief. And so we see a lot of times people that have suffered immense grief have chronic lung issues, right? Or unexplainable lung issues, dry coughs, shortness of breath, trouble breathing. Um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon and it's totally related. Same thing with like, you know, the whole, because uh, the large intestine is the, the foo organ or the yang organ that's associated. Um, we see, you know, this term for IBS, right? Which is like this umbrella term for emotional gut. And, and, you know, people that have experienced a lot of grief tend to have problems with the large intestine, like constipation. And so there you have that sort of, you know, mm -hmm. coming together of. Yeah. <laughs> All interrelated. Yeah. Totally. Very cool stuff. It's very cool stuff, especially as you dive into it. And, um, doing this has really, it's helped me understand, you know, TCM in a different light and, you know, understanding the way 
people react, you know, cyclically, like you were saying. And, and um, even with like the personality types, the archetypes, like I'm, I'm reading and studying and I'm now noticing like, wow, people in my life who, who, you know, fall into these categories and, and really understanding it on a whole different level. It's been really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask you, cause you said that you're a metal type. Can mm-hmm. you explain what, so it's a metal personality type is what you're saying? Yes. Yes. So, and, and, and like I said earlier, so, um, each ele- like we have each of the five elements that reside within us. We, we favor certain elements, you know, personality wise. So you can have, you have, you always have your primary, um, element type. You can have two primaries if, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're scoring close. Um, but each, each element resides within us at a different, you know, on a different scale. And so it's just a matter of what is your predominating element. For me, that was metal, um, pretty exclusively. So let's see what I can tell you about metal. So the primary archetypes do influence how we think, we feel, we behave, and even how we become sick. Um, For metal, they're known as the architect. So they're very, um, like they're, they're perfectionists, you could say. Uh, they, they pay extreme close attention to detail, um, when they're in balance, they can be obsessive, judgmental, um, very critical, but they do have when, well, I guess when they are in balance, um, they have a very strong ability to, to judge between what is, um, good and bad, what is pure and impure. Um, they're very gracious and composed, um, you know, really like appreciative of beauty. Um, you know, they're, they're called the keeper of standards and measures, the source of aesthetic and morality, the defender of virtue, principle, and beauty. So they're, they're also, um, they have very strong values and they adhere to those very, um, faithfully, you know, like I said, each one of us has, um, you know, each of the five elements in us. So, you know, there, there is metal in everyone to a varying degree. Right. Yeah. So can we go through the other ones? I think the listeners would like that. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately I don't have too much detail on, um, the, the ones outside of metal and water, just cause those are okay. the ones I've worked on already, but just generally, yeah, we can go through like the emotions and stuff. Um, like I said, with metal, it's grief, um, with water, it's fear with wood, it's anger um, fire is excitement. Um, they also say joy. So I think it's any sort of like overexcitement, um, maybe an emphasis on like being overly joyous, um, with earth, it's worry, worry and, and pensiveness. And then, then we're back to metal. So, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we have each of those elements and it's just a matter of keeping them in balance. And it's when, when they're in balance that we see these, um, rising of emotions or it's the emotions that cause the imbalance. So you're saying that, you know, for wood, for example, that being anger. So someone who is really angry a lot of the time, then you would say that they have an imbalance in wood in the wood element. Correct. And then like with the overexcitement, when you were saying that, it, what came to me was almost like a, a like a manic yes. state. Exactly. So then that is an imbalance within the heart. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, well, you know, heart is fire. Right. 
Fire. Exactly. When you think about manic depressive disorders in TCM, that is a disorder of the heart. That is a disorder of the fire element. So. Yeah. Yeah. So then fear, someone who's always like very fearful would have an imbalance within their kidneys. Right. Or water. Type of fear. So like Mm -hmm. you also have, so with earth, you have worry, you have the fear that's related to like worry, anxiety, and, um, you know, pensiveness, overthinking, um, with kidney, you have more of like chronic fear, right? Fear of, of not, um, amounting to, or, 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 you know, not feeling secure. So that's a different type of fear that we're talking about when we talk about water. Yeah. So people, if, if they're listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, like this, I'm resonating with this. That is how I feel. I have an imbalance in wood or water, whatever it is, they could, they could go and get acupuncture to regain balance. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And, and, um, that's, that's just one way, right. You, there are other ways like, you know, um, you know, following the, the, the guidelines per se of the, the five elements. So in winter, there's a huge emphasis on rest and stillness in, in, in spring, being the wood element, there's a huge emphasis on growth and expansion. Well, it sounds like you're saying like with, with cyclical living, with actually honoring the, the seasons that we're in. Honoring, that's the word yeah. I wanted to use. Obeying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, right? It's like when you're really, you know, paying attention to the, to the cycles of nature and you're living within those cycles, you are going to be more balanced within your own elements within your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and when we talk about water, so I think I mentioned this before, but the corresponding organs are the kidneys and the urinary bladder, kidneys being the yin organ, urinary bladder being the yang organ with the kidney. Um, and I don't know, maybe this is just a matter of opinion, but water, I believe is so, um, important because it corresponds to the kidneys and, and the kidneys are, um, I said in my post, like arguably the most important and complex organ of all the organs in the body, because the kidneys are literally considered the root of life. They are, you know, the primordial source of yin, of yang, chi, blood, essence, all of it, um, without a well-functioning kidney, the rest of your organ systems are going to be totally out of balance. But with the kidneys also, I mean, even though it's a water element, you do have the paradox of the fire too, the kidney fire, the Ming men fire, which is translated even further to, you know, the gate of life, the fire of life, which is housed between the kidneys. So the kidneys, while it is a water element, there very much is a fire aspect to it because it does provide the the kidney yang is what provides the warmth to the rest of the body to ignite and keep those processes going. Without that, you have a lot of complications. Yeah. Do you mind? And I know, I know this is going to be a very big question that you could take a lot of different places, but just for people who have no idea anything about Chinese medicine and how, how Chinese medicine views the body and how the, the essence, the blood, the chi, the Mingmen fire, like how all of that, what all of that means is there a way where it's just like a very um, like distilled down, like this is this is how your body works according to Chinese medicine? Yeah, totally. So um, this is nowhere near 
know. <laughs> yeah, question. this is very watered down. But so <laughs> yin and yang, when you think of yin and yang, yang is warm, yin is cool, right? So yang is um, yang is function, yin is substance. So the substances of the body are yin, fluids, including blood, um, you know, tissues, all of that. With yang, you have function. So yang provides the warmth. Yang provides the 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 warmth to to perform the bodily processes. In Chinese medicine, you know, it it's yin and yang must be in balance in order to have a well functioning system. But the all the organ systems that are you know that reside within the body are totally dependent on each other. So in Western medicine, we see a lot of like treatments isolated to that specific organ. With Chinese medicine, you you don't you're rarely ever treating just one specific organ, right? You're treating the entire organ system and and all the other organ systems too as it relates to what you're treating. You know, the 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 complaint or, you know, whatever symptoms that person is presenting with. And then so when you have like chi and blood, right? Chi is a form, well, I guess Qi comes from yang, right? And blood comes from yin. And again, we go back to that substance function. Qi provides the function, the ability for blood to move, right? But blood also nourishes qi. So again, everything is interrelated, you know, codependent. Like it's, it, one does not function without the other. And it works the same with the organs. That's why it's never a simple approach because you can't treat... You can't treat one organ without treating the entire system. Yeah, which is why I love the system of medicine. I, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Whole so, body approach. We, you know, we we take it all into consideration, and you know, you see that with tongue and pulse too. And I'm sure even in your experience, when you when you're sitting there diagnosing someone or, or trying to come up with their pattern, it's never you know just one pattern, right? It's never just liver chi stagnation. It's never just spleen chi deficiency. It's multiple things, and it really is kind of um, trying to piece through, you know, what is most out of balance right now, what takes priority. Cause I mean, you can't, you, and, and not saying that you can't address it all at the same time, but there are certain pathogens that are more stubborn than others. And, and this is what's also cool about the, the five element thing is, you know, you can, you can use that as a tool to determine, you know, where one, where you're at in the year, you know, what is appropriate to treat and how to treat it. And then you can also look at the individual in terms of their elements, right? And, and, and how to treat them, how to approach it that way, which is, you know, pretty cool. Something yeah. different. Yeah. I think where I get, you know, a bit, I would say overwhelmed with all the things and knowing how it all plays in together is, you know, we just talked about like the main or, um, the main lens in which Chinese medicine sees the body with the yin yang, chi blood, all the different organ functions, but then adding the elements in too. And I feel like this is just somewhere where I really want to learn more and to understand more because it's so, it's so freaking complex. So I guess my question for you is how do you, do you like, is there a way to see the five element in the other model? Like, I, I feel like there's a disconnect for me and I'm not quite sure what it is. Do you see? Yeah. You know, I felt that way too. So, um, and, and, you know, going through the program, they, you know, you remember we didn't touch much on five element, you know, it was very much, 
you know, traditional Chinese medicine approach, you know, they sprinkled in some Korean acupuncture in there. Um, but we very like rarely touched on five element. Um, and to be honest with you, when I was like during my training, I wasn't really into five element. I wasn't interested in going down that route. You know, it didn't seem, um, it wasn't something that, you know, intrigued me at least at that point. It wasn't until after I graduated that I, you know, somehow, I mean, I can't even tell you how that I just kind of started, um, diving into it and it's been awesome. You know, it's, it's, I totally, I love it. It's great. It's something that I really want to get into. I, I do want to treat, you know, patients, including like, you know, a, um, a five element approach and it's, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying, I feel like there's a disconnect for me. So when you started learning yeah, yeah, yeah. five element, like, how did you start incorporating that into your practice? Yeah. So, so I did, I, I some, you know, somehow started, well, this book that I, I told you about the archetype book, I bought months ago and I sat on it. Right. And it wasn't until after I graduated that I was like, all right, now I have time. I can actually read a book. And I got into it and I was like, this is awesome stuff. And I just, you know, it's, I guess with anything Chinese medicine related, it's like, you know, going down a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. Once you, once you start, it's really hard to stop. And that's, that's not just with five element, that's with anything, right? There's so much to know. Um, and yeah, but it does, it does seem like there is sort of a disconnect. And I don't know if that's because um, just in like the education system, when it comes to TCM, that they separate, you know, like these philosophies, they don't really um, pull them together. There really isn't an emphasis on these different schools of thought. Um, but going through it and learning it on my own, I'm really starting to see how I can incorporate it into, you know, my actual practice and how I can apply it to patients and, and their patterns. It's not, they're not exclusive of each other, right? Um, five element theory and TCM or, or, or even if you look at like Korean acupuncture, like they're not exclusive of each other. They, there are elements of each in, in the others, Yeah. you know? So it's, it's really just, I think the disconnect, it's real. I experienced that too, but I think, you know, once you, once you start to do the, the outside, you know, the reading and really diving into it, you start to formulate like your own approach, right. And how, how, how you can bring it all together and it, it works. It really does. Amazing. I'm going to have to get that book. Cause I'm like obsessed with archetypes. And yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> you can take the quiz online. You don't even have to have the book. You can oh, take the amazing. quiz right online. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing. I'm going to definitely check that out. Yeah. I've been learning about the eight extraordinary vessels and how to <laughs> use it for spiritual development. Oh, so and that cool. has been a fucking mind, like blow, blowing my mind. <laughs> well, we can talk about this, the spirit of the kidney, which I think you would. Ooh, yeah. Yes. So, you, so each element also has, um, a spirit that, that it corresponds to that is housed within that, that element organ system. Um, with water, we have the G, which is um, willpower. Um, with wood, it is the Hun, which is the ethereal soul. Uh, what comes after? What? So fire, fire is the Shen, which is the mind. And we know that, you know, the heart is you know, where the Shen is housed, right? Like we learned that over and over again in, in, in our schooling. Um, and then you have um, the Yi, which is the spirit that is related to earth, which is thought. 
And then you have uh, the po, which is the corporeal soul that is related to metal or the lungs. And then, um, do you want me to get into the water? Like yeah, I would. Yeah, I would love if you dove into. So water is what we're what we're living right now. So the part the part of our spirit that right now in winter, this is what we should be like focusing on for. Uh, I guess I would say like deeper growth. Would you put it that way? Oh yeah, abs- absolutely. Actually, that is perfectly. You said that perfectly. So the kidneys, um, they. I mentioned they, they house the, the she, which is our willpower. It's our ambition. It's, it's our purpose. It's, it is the, the force that allows us to continue on our, our destined path, right. And get there with velocity to get there with, um, the willpower and, and, you know, so that's, that's, I guess, basically in a nutshell, what the G is fear from the G is associated with deep feelings from the nervous system about being safe and secure. So it kind of goes, it's tied in with the emotional aspect of, of this, this organ system. I just got literal like chills when you said that, because I feel like right now, collectively, so many people are having such a hard time. And I've been, you know, I feel like energetically, there's just, it's a fucking shit show out there, right? There's so much going on, but as it relates to winter and to this system that you're saying you know, if you don't have a strong Z, G, what G? Yeah. G. So it's like, if that's not strong within yourself, you're going to feel unsafe, which is going to make this time feel even like even more of a shit show. Exactly. Would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, for some, you know, the, the chi of the season can actually contribute to depression, to loneliness, to the like seasonal affective disorder. Um, and you know, that's usually that those types of things happen when you're out of balance. And and like you said, with the last, the way the last two years have been, right? Like there is a ton of imbalance. Yeah. So what you're saying there, so with seasonal affective disorder, like if someone is not feeling safe in their body, then they would feel it even more, but they might not realize that they're feeling unsafe in their body. Right. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, like, I think we mentioned earlier, one of the, the themes, overarching themes of water is stillness, right? And rest. And so it, it, it's in, in doing that and taking the time to rest and taking the time to, you know, reflect, to be introspective, you, you, you build up the chi reserve in your body, right? And the abundance of those reserves give us that courage and strength of will. And, and it gives us the opportunity to move through the season successfully So if we were to make the most of this winter season and take the energy of, of the season of water of winter and like harness it and use it to our benefit and to really build up the chi in our body, what would you recommend people do? Yeah. So, um, so with the water element, it is of utmost yin, right? Winter is the most yin of all the seasons. Um, and this is when our chi retracts, right? It flows more deeply inside us. Um, and and it almost like invites us to connect, you know, with, with untouched emotions, with the core of who we are. Um, you know, we see that, you know, there, there is death in nature, right. And, and in winter, less activity only to induce, you know, the, the big, huge growth in the spring, right. We couldn't have this big, huge push forward in the spring, if it wasn't for the stillness and rest in winter. 
like snaps over here. That's so, it's so beautiful and poetic. It is. Nature, it really is. Nature is fucking poetic, you know? It really is. And that, you know, again, in Chinese medicine, like we treat ourselves, like we are a reflection of nature, right? Like we, we tend to have similarities. And I think that's, you know, our treatment approach in TCM is, I think in, in a way centered around that, you know, mimicking nature. Yeah. So you would say the stillness, really getting still to tap into those, you know, under the surface emotions, that's that's totally thing that you tell people to do. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, things like, again, repetitive, but slowing down, getting lots of rest, staying hydrated. I mean, it is the water element, right? So drinking lots of water, obvious. <laughs> um, it's also important to establish a wellness routine, right? Maintain your wellness through the winter, but don't overdo it. Um, so it, it is about keeping that balance. Um, you know, when we talk about the, the urinary bladder meridian, which is, you know, corresponds to water, it's the longest meridian of the body. Um, it benefits immensely from stretching, right? It, it runs along the entire back of the body. I'm talking from from the, the top of the head, well, even from the front of the face, all the way down to the, the pinky toe along the back of the body. So it is huge. Um, you know, stretching, cupping, massage, yoga, things that really help to, to loosen up the, any tension that, that, that is stuck in there. Um, you know, when, when we are out of balance, when our water is out of balance, specifically to the urinary bladder, you, you can have feelings of jealousy, you have feelings of suspicion, um, specifically, you know, I've read inability to let go of grudges. Um, but you know, by, by practicing these, these, you know, little habits that, you know, can contribute to your overall wellness, you will, you know, help maintain and, and, and keep those elements in balance. And then when the next season comes, you you're set up for success already. Yeah. What just came up for me when you said that was, I think that there's a disconnect where people are like, okay, yeah, I can focus on my wellness. I can focus on stretching or getting a massage or going to a yoga class, but how is that going to directly impact those emotions of the jealousy of all those things that you don't necessarily want to feel? And what I'm hearing from you is through doing those wellness practices, it strengthens the water element in your body. And through strengthening that element, it's like those emotional turmoil things that were going on just kind of fades away because that element is stronger in your body. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I love that. I, I feel like that's a disconnect that a lot of people have where it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Like I'll get up and walk for 30 minutes a day, but like, how is that going to transition into helping all these emotions? It's almost like, it's almost like people expect there to be some sort of emotional modality you have to do to deal with those emotions. But I have found it's, it's like, no, it's like, just go back to your wellness practices. And eventually oh, yeah. you become this person that doesn't have those issues. And I think Chinese medicine is, and it is a very, it's just a great way to explain how that happens and why that happens. Yeah. It, and it is, it's, you know, it's, it's the day-to-day things. It's the little things that you do to maintain. Right. And I, I guess, you know, I'm guilty of it too, just by human nature. A lot of times, you know, when we don't, get the results that we want immediately, or we don't have like this big, huge, like, uh, 
revelation that we were expecting, it's easy to just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to drop this. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to yoga today. I'm not going to work out today. You know, I'm not going to eat what's, what's healthy for me today. I'm going to eat what, what is delicious. You know, it's, it's, it's the culmination, right. Of, of doing all these things regularly, you know, and, and maybe even dropping any expectation that's associated, you know, with emotional healing, because it, who it's different for everyone. Right. Like, yes. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like the expectation in itself is so much more detrimental to you than not following, not, not showing up. It's almost like that expectation of what you should be doing. It's like, that is setting you up for self-sabotage nine times out of 10 with most people. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. So if you were to share like a, a wellness plan, so it's like winter water element, we should be working on our wellness for someone who is listening, who's starting this journey, who's like, yes, yeah, like 2022, I want to, you know, I want to get my shit together. Basically, what is a, a good, just basics of wellness, would you say? Specifically for winter? Specifically for just keeping up. So I guess what I have in my mind is um, just like, these habits that people can do that they can start and cultivate in the winter that's going to set them up for wood element of that expansion and growth. So yeah, yeah, I guess it is. It's like for winter specifically, but I would assume that you would take those same practices through with you throughout the year. Yes. So uh, the thing with like the different, like, so as you move into the next element, those practices will change, right? because of the energy that is existent around you. Um, with winter specifically, you doing things like, again, resting, um, you know, not waking up before the sun comes up, um, nourishing, you know, yourself with, with fluids, pure fluids, um, eating warm foods, soups, stews, cooked, you know, whole grains, um, meats, hearty meals, um, you know, meditation, even if it's just, you know, sitting with yourself for three to five minutes, you know, just something simple, um, you know, getting into reading, reading is a good way to, you know, reflect. Um, some other things you can do is, you know, consume salt in moderation as it's tolerated. Salt is the flavor of winter. Other things you can do, like I mentioned, stretching, yoga, um, really, I, and like I, I mentioned earlier in, you know, in our talk, it's the emphasis is really stillness and rest, you know, taking time to, to, to think about things to, you know, you know, get more familiar and, and more back more in touch with, you know, you and your core and your being and, 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 you know, preparing yourself for, you know, what's to come ahead. And, you know, those are just examples of some things you can do. I think that's awesome. And actually something that just came to me is we should do this for every season this coming year. I think that that would be an awesome series to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, these, like I said, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to dive into this and, and, you know, apply it to real life. It it's there. Yeah. So powerful. Okay. Before I ask you this last question, where can people find you and reach out to you? 
Yeah. So um, you can find me on Instagram at Magic Chi, M-A-J-I-C-Q-I. Um, I have a lot of really cool informative posts, a lot of stuff about um, the five elements right now. That's kind of um, my infographic theme. Um, otherwise, I am practicing out of Serenity Holistic Health in Oak Park. Um, check out our website at www.serenityoakpark.com. You can read up a little bit more about me. But yeah, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Instagram um, and check it out. Yeah. And I go get a treatment from this girl. She's amazing. <laughs> Such beautiful energy. You will leave and have a great day after being in her presence. Okay. So this last question, what is one thing that you wish that every single woman would know deeply with her entire being? That's a good one. One thing, okay. I think it would be that love starts within. Mm. I'm getting emotional. Yeah. Love comes from within. Mm-hmm. You give love, you get love. That, just as you said that, that was so powerful. Oh. Um, that really hit me right in the heart. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been feeling a lot of love lately. Christmas does that to me, you know, it's <laughs> a lot of good feelings around here, but it's, um, you know, there, there have been some personal things that I, that I've, you know, gone through in my entire life. Right. And I think the most powerful weapon, uh, maybe I shouldn't say weapon, but the most powerful tool that I've had, um, is, is being able to give love. Thank you so much for being on here with me today. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks, Sarah. Pleasure was mine. Are, um, you know, are, are the cause of, of illness, the cause of disease. That's what, you know, that's where physical manifestations of illness come from. And so the five, the five element theory really, you know, it works on the spirit. It helps to, to mitigate those, those stressors and those, um, you know, those, uh, emotional pathogens, right? And it's it's just it's so applicable when you talk about even ancient medicine as it applies to modern health, right? It's it's very it's effective. Yeah, I'm really curious what the world would have looked like had the system back then when when they took that piece out of traditional Chinese medicine, like what the world would have looked like had that stayed in. Yeah, hear it then at the base of health. As I was diving into the, you know, the five element theory thing, when I was starting to learn about it, it, um, I learned that in five element theory was the foundation was really the basis for treatment and traditional Chinese medicine, um, only until China adopted communism. So it was, it was the communist state that totally eliminated five element theory out of traditional Chinese medicine, because it was, you know, it was related to the Tao. It was, it was almost seen as like a form of religion. It was spiritual. So, you know, of course they couldn't have any of that. So you have an entire, you know, um, uh, medical, you know, approach that has been eliminated for political reasons. And, and it's, it's, it's sad, but I think that's really what kind of intrigued me 
um, into diving further into this because of how effective it can be for treating those emotional causes of disease. Yeah. I feel like there's been this shift and maybe it's like the circles that I'm, I'm immersing myself into, but I do feel as though there's this shift of people waking up to realizing that their physical health is related to their emotions and to stress exactly. and to their spirit. It's yeah, directly, directly related, directly related. It's, it's, um, and, and we know that, right? We know stress yeah. is the number one cause of disease. In Chinese medicine, they elaborate a little further, right? So it's it's stress in the form of these seven emotions, these these seven evil pathogens, mm -hmm. which are were the ones that were related to the different organ systems. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it it's it's in a way inseparable. TCM is kind of inseparable from from five element theory and vice versa.